0: Hello, Marvel fans, and welcome to What's New in Marvel Unlimited, where we take a look at the comics new to the Marvel Unlimited app. As always, there's a great selection of interesting stuff to take a look at. We've done our reading, and now we're here to help you navigate the vast chronicles of comics within the Marvel Unlimited app.
1: Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to What's New in Marvel Unlimited. This is Dan. Each week, my daughter Sienna and I are taking a look at which Marvel comics are releasing digitally. Through the marvel unlimited app for this week we're focusing on the week of january 14th to 20th 2024 Mm -hmm. so if you've got a subscription to marvel unlimited or you're wondering about getting one follow along with us and find out what's new and cool
0: okay so a quick overview of the week we have 22 new items which five of which are at infinity comics Sixteen are regular monthly issues, and there are three first issues as well as one reprint, which is Daredevil number one hundred eighty-three.
1: Yep. So the twenty-two issues are one reprint, sixteen newsstand comics, five scrolling comics, and then the uh, the reprint that Daredevil one hundred eighty-three we'll talk about in a little while. Kind of interesting to see how that's different from just a, a regular comic in the app.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: but to get started. We usually talk about the Infinity Comics, the books that are exclusive to Marvel Unlimited, the ones that are specifically made, uh, sort of as scrolling vertical comics with tablets and phones in in mind. What titles came out this week?
0: We have Alligator Loki, number 31, Avengers United, number 14, Marvel's Voices, number 85, Spider-Man Unlimited, number 19, and X-Men Unlimited, number 122.
1: All right. Sounds good.
0: And I actually did take a look at the Alligator Loki ones. Um, I read a couple of them, and they're su- really super cute, actually, and I like them a lot. Um, and I actually do like the scrolling of it; it makes it really easy to read, especially. Um, I think I looked at the Marvel mutts as well at one point, and since they don't have any, those ones don't have like any words in them; they're just pictures. It's actually really easy to just flow through and understand what's happening with the pictures. Um, so I think they're actually really cute and really cool.
1: So you did alligator loki i took a look at a couple of them this week uh, the avengers united and the marvel's voices i am still adjusting to these i don't know that they're necessarily ever going to be my favorite way to read comics mm-hmm. but it's, it's interesting stuff i like that they're doing exclusive content like these are stories that that are not offered on any of the books that are in stores so if you do want to get something a little different you're looking for more uh, more avengers than what you can get on the newsstand that is kind of cool that by, by getting an unlimited uh, subscription, you do get some new some new content, some new some new comics you can check out, and a lot of these are weekly. So, like Alligator Loki, number thirty came out last week, number mm-hmm. thirty one this week. So, as we talked about last week, it's kind of these little chunks. But those are interesting. They kind of almost feel like some of the the kids' funny animal type of comics, yeah. you know, the Donald Duck type of stuff from back in the day, and some of the stuff they're doing. It's a lot of like visual gags and humor very simple kind of books with with some of those a lot of the other ones like the X-Men ones and the Avengers aren't necessarily that they're kind of more like regular comic stories just in a different format that's cool so glad you like that one another thing about Infinity Comics we noticed this week and we're just kind of you know I've had Marvel Unlimited for years but I've never really looked at when books are coming out Infinity Comics are different than regular books in that they don't all come out on Monday Mm-hmm. So, they've been coming out through the week. So, the ones that we're listing here technically are just books that have appeared in the app since the last time we talked to you folks. Yeah. So, they may be, you know, you've come in sometime later this week on Thursday, Friday, you may actually find new Infinity comics there that weren't there when we were talking. And if so, we'll see them and talk about them in next week's or mention them in next week's podcast. So, there we go. So, onward to the actual. Sort of like a regular pamphlet comics that have mm-hmm. been put into digital. What did we get this week? What's uh, what's new and interesting?
0: Okay, so the 16 new standard comics are Captain Marvel, Assault on Eden, Issue 1, Cap Wolf and the Howling Commandos, Number 1, Superior Spider-Man Returns, Number 1. These are all of our number one titles for this week.
1: Right, so did you read any of these?
0: I read um, all three of them.
1: Well, you did? Okay. So, just to kind of let people know, the Captain Marvel Assault on Eden is a one-shot that then leads into the new Captain Marvel series that's going to be starting up in just a couple weeks here. The Cap-Wolf and Howling Commandos is a four-issue miniseries set back in World War II. And Superior Spider-Man Returns is another one-shot that leads to another ongoing series, a, a new Superior Spider-Man comic that's coming out in, mm-hmm. I don't know, a few weeks or months. So what did you think of these, then, if you read you've read through all of them?
0: Um, I actually liked all of them. I was kind of confused by the su- Superior Spider-Man one to begin with, just because it started out with, like, uh, it seemed like it was something I should have already had some context for, but once I got into it, I understood what the actual idea was, because he explained his master plan in the beginning. Um, there was a
1: whole time when Doc Ock sort of switched bodies with yeah. took over Spider-Man. Yeah, I gathered
0: Man. that, but I felt like I should have known that already going in. But I got it.
1: You shouldn't have known that, because you obviously, you know, you were probably alive during that time, but you were not reading a bunch of comic books yep. when that happened. So that's kind of a, a cut from a ways back. They do explain it pretty well, and it is actually a pretty cool story. I also enjoyed mm-hmm. uh, really all of these, but the Superior Spider-Man, uh, I think, had kind of a cool setup, and... Otto octavius's inner monologue is really yeah frustrating but cool like mm-hmm. there's uh i would hate him if i had to be around him but he's also interesting to yeah listen.
0: you're you're like his his uh the girl that was with him that would be you
1: yeah pretty much everybody would be that person mm-hmm. just, just be like yeah i've had enough i of need
0: someone who's going to bask in my brilliance no matter what <laughs> okay calm down
1: so so that one's good i'm looking forward to actually see what they come up with with the uh, the series when it gets rebooted Cap Wolf and the Howling Commandos. What did you think of that one?
0: I thought it was cool because it was like kind of different. Um, And I also just... I like werewolves. I think they're cool. But I was kind of like... They didn't come in until the end, and I thought it was a one-shot for a while, but then I was like, oh, this is an actual series. So I'm kind of excited for that, actually.
1: Yeah, there was not a lot of werewolves until near the end. Like
0: the last three pages.
1: Sort of spoiler on that. Until then, it's a relatively conventional uh sort of like sergeant rock Mm -hmm. sergeant rock i'm getting my dc stuff mixed in is that relatively standard uh sergeant fury sort of story Mm
0: -hmm.
1: interesting question do you did you recognize sergeant fury do you know who that is no that is nick fury
0: i kind of assume because why would there be two furies yep so nick
1: fury originally in the comics he came in as a sergeant in the U.S. Army in World War II, leading a group of commandos. It was called Sergeant Fury and Assaulting Commandos. And most of the characters that were in there, uh, Dum Dum, a lot of those guys, you actually see in the Captain America movie, if you remember some of that. Um, Like the first one? Mm Yep, essentially being led instead by Cap as he's like he breaks him out of that prison and then they they help him with stuff. But in the comics, they were actually sort of the, the squadron that worked with Nick Fury. So, and then we have Captain Marvel: Assault on Eden.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: How about that one? What what did you think of that one?
0: I mean, this—it was. I liked it, but I was a little bit confused again, just like with like the actual villains of it, because like the whole thing was like the the villains were targeting the um, hybrid, like races, but. I was like, why are they doing that?
1: So it's the it's the supreme intelligence, and it's all about perfecting the Kree and everything. Yeah. And so then the Kree were all like, hey, let's be peaceful and hang out with the Skrulls. And it's like, no, I must kill you all and start over. Okay. Right? Yeah. So supreme intelligence sucks. Pretty much has sucked forever. Yeah. Um, and so that was interesting, I think, yeah, in some ways it it had a lot of characters it had a lot of backstory behind it mm-hmm. uh there is so much history of the Crees and skulls Crees and scrolls and their wars and the fact that now hulkling is the emperor and all of this other stuff that
0: i that was in the the loki books too when when and i was mm-hmm. like why is he like Ruling over the, these people, if he's not like one of them.
1: So he's a hybrid, and then so is Wiccan, and because of that, they essentially are able to merge the Skrull and the Kree empires together and co co rule them essentially. Yeah.
0: Well, I so. think it was really cute that that they were married, though, because I didn't pick up on that when I watch when I when I read Loki. No. But
1: they've been around for a long time. They started out in like Young Avengers, I think, and so that's been a, a long brewing sort of. Mm-hmm. Uh, romance and whatever and, and sort of character development so they they started out as just on earth and neither of them knew sort of really who they were they kind mm-hmm. of were just hanging out in regular households and look at them now wow taking over taking over half the universe so. crazy all right so what else did we have
0: next we had silver surfer whoa silver surfer rebirth legacy number two
1: yep and magneto and i'm going to put these together because this is weird to me silver surfer rebirth legacy actually is set in probably the the chronology back around the time of the silver surfer books published in 1990 to 1992 because they just printed this story and it's by essentially the guys who did it then. Uh, the the writer's Ron Mars, the artist is Ron Lim. They did the original Silver Surfer books from like fifty to seventy or seventy-five or something. This story is another story from that time. So it's not actually in the current chronology. And the Magneto story similarly is a mini series that is set essentially, they say, around the time of New Mutants number thirty eight, which was published in nineteen eighty six, which means it was when I was your age, is when this book was set don't laugh that wasn't that long ago so i'm glad we i'm glad we don't have video when (laughs) i just got so so it's kind of weird though that both of these books really are essentially just throwbacks in time so you if you're reading for current marvel chronology the silver surfer and magneto book you don't even really need to worry about reading them because they're actually more like uh Just sort of uh, throwbacks to the past kind of thing for people who are interested in more from that time. But it also means that it's really confusing if you weren't reading in 1986 or 1990 because all of the pieces on the chessboard are set back to where they were then. And there's a lot of characters and situations which don't apply now. Mm -hmm. So what else we got?
0: Okay, so then we have Star Wars Dark Droids number three, and we also have Star Wars The Mandalorian season two number five.
1: Sure. So the Mandalorian book, I I, I read a little bit of those, but they are actually almost a strict adaptation
0: of the, show. Of the Disney
1: Plus show. Mm-hmm. And I've already watched the show, so that one I wasn't I'm not too excited about. The Dark Droids actually I'm really enjoying. That is something I've had to catch up on. And it's weird, it's not exactly what I would call bingeable, and it's not a jumping on point. But if you're interested in Star Wars books, this Dark Droids uh, number three actually is essentially the midpoint. It is the number 14 story in a 29 story crossover that includes Dark Droids, Star Wars, Darth Vader, Dr. Afra, Boney Hunters, and D Squad. And all of these books, there's a checklist at the end of each one of these comics that shows which one's next. And so each month, all of the books in that are now sort of a connected storyline. It started back with Dark Droids number one. And if you're interested in sort of following along with this, one of the nice things is a lot of these Star Wars books are on like issue 30, 40, whatever. If you wanted to just kind of jump in at a, a jumping on point, head back to Dark Droids number one.
0: Yeah,
1: because there's only three. Yep, yeah. find that find that on point, and then there'd be like 14 books to catch up, mm-hmm. and then as of every week now for the next probably month and a half, there will be another issue coming out, or maybe two in this in this storyline. It's it's called um, something like "It's Coming for the Metal" or something like that, and the idea is that there's this thing that's taking over droids and causing them to try and destroy their organic masters so it's kind of a droid rebellion going on and charles sewell's writing a lot of this stuff in fact he's written i think most of the stuff i've read so far he's a fantastic writer so yeah i'm enjoying it i would i would say it's not a bad idea to to check those out if you're if you're interested in getting started in star wars or if you like star wars
0: cool so, next we have Moon Knight City of the Dead, number four. Sure.
1: This, of
0: a five-issue mini-series. Yep,
1: this is a series they brought in to sort of supplement the current Moon Knight run. It, uh, it's happened kind of in the middle of the Jed McKay run. This one's actually different in that it's not in the... It's not just in the city of New York and stuff like that. It mostly happens kind of on the Egyptian astral plane. Mm. And... It introduces Lila from the, from the Moon Knight show into the actual Marvel Universe. Oh. So Layla was not... She
0: wasn't in it before? No,
1: she was not in it before. Uh, Moon oh. Knight's romantic interest for most of the last 40 years has been a woman called uh, Marlene. And they replaced Marlene with Layla in the show. And Moon Knight's married... You know, Mark Spector's married to her in the show. They kind of now are going back and making a retro fit to bring layla in as a previous love interest of mark from way back in the day and then she died and that's why he's meeting up with her in the city of the dead
0: that's crazy
1: but good stuff i I actually like that one uh if you don't already know from other podcasts i am a moon knight fanatic (laughs) so i'm definitely reading all of these and they they've been fun
0: okay then we have Blade, which I have actually been really enjoying. It's on its fourth issue of five, or it's of ongoing. Never mind.
1: Yep, yep. There's a number of those. What yep. are you liking about Blade?
0: Um, I actually I like it a lot. Um, because I do, I just like vampires in general. Um, but I think it's got a cool story, and I I like that Doctor Strange is in it because I also love him. Um, but it's got a really cool kind of dark story going on um and also the issues are really quick to read so they're just really easy to understand and the art is cool and the story is cool and also in this issue they have vampires in it and the way they draw their fangs and like how their mouths are with their like fangs is really cool
1: you messed up. Yes. It's it's
0: really cool, and I like it a lot because I've never seen them drawn like that before. So I like when different like kinds of monsters are drawn, oh, like not in their traditional way, because it it just makes it cooler and more unique. So I like that. Excellent.
1: Yeah, that one's by Brian Hill, and then it's got Valentina Pinti and uh, Elena Casagrande uh, on art. So good stuff. I I've been enjoying these as well. I think they're they're doing a nice job with that. And then we have spider-man india which you've also been reading
0: yes i love spider-man india i love anything spider-man but i especially like him especially um because i saw him in the spider-verse movie and since then i just like i just love him um and this is like i like this series um because it like has a kind of i think a lot of spider-man stuff like the miles morales and this one kind of have um how do you say it like political messages and like messages like that and i think that's really cool this one's about like capitalism and like industrialization in a way where they're like taking down the poorer communities to build up these like
1: yep.
0: tech centers so and he has to like protect his uh town from that happening There you go. um and at the end of this one he his suit gets wrecked when he's fighting Oh, no. And so there's a lady in the town that makes him a new one and it looks like the one from the Spider-Verse movie because the one he has for the majority of the series is like just a normal a more normal Spider-Man looking suit and this one is like his his like um more unique one and I kind of started freaking out when I saw it cuz I lo- I really like his suit so I was like oh my gosh he has his suit
1: very cool so now you're not going to love the fact that this is the end of the series. Yeah. But hopefully they'll have another one coming out. Mm-hmm. The end doesn't seem to be the end these days for a lot of this. I mean, we have most most of the books that we have this week are under like issue seven. So they just keep canceling them and bringing
0: them back. I would love to see a series with him and Hobie. Because they're besties. And nobody can deny that fact.
1: Alrighty then. That would be fun. That would be a lot of fun. So what else do we have?
0: Next, we had Avengers number six.
1: Yep. And this one is where they were battling the Ashen Combine. Did you happen to read this mm-hmm. one? Okay. This this finished up Jed McKay's first arc on Avengers. He's been doing great stuff on Moon Knight and Doctor Strange and all sorts of things. Uh, now he's on Avengers. And it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Captain Marvel's taken over the team, put together her own team, and then they faced, as usual, a world-ending threat. So... Interesting stuff. Looking forward to seeing kind of where that goes from here. Gar-
0: we have Guardians of the Galaxy, which I really wanted to read, but it's on issue seven, and I was not going to get through all seven issues to, like, talk about it.
1: Yeah, and you really need to be... I'm...
0: Yeah, I would not be able to just read this week's and probably understand what's
1: happening. No, there's so much weird stuff going on there. They're in the middle of something called Grootfall. <laughs> so, uh, Grootfall, <laughs> Grootfall is ongoing at this point, and... Guardians is not currently at what I would call a, a great, uh, sort of like jumping on point. Mm -hmm. There's, there's going to need to be a little bit of, a little bit put in, even going back and restarting. Uh, I've, I read when we started doing this, I went back and read Guardians from number one of the current run Mm -hmm. and I need to go back and read farther because even where this one started out, it was really weird and confusing. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: good. I like, I love, I love the art. And I like the story. I think they're doing interesting stuff. But it is definitely confusing.
0: Hmm. Okay. Next we have X-Men Red, which is on number 16.
1: Speaking of confusing.
0: I'm not even going to try and even start X-Men stuff.
1: But, so I am. I I used to love X-Men back when I was younger. And I read through about the first 300 or so issues. So I, was, I, I decided with X-Men Red coming up, it's on 16. I read through the first fifteen or what issues and then red sixteen. And it is astonishing how much is going on and how many characters. This is essentially the X Men on Mars, on a essentially a terraformed Mars that's been turned into a mutant only community. So a lot of our favorite mutants have left Earth and have relocated to Mars where they're sort of making a home with another group of oh no, I'm putting you to sleep with this already. That's that's not good. <laughs> so um but lots of bad stuff is happening also i'm way behind on x-men i did not know that for the last however long they've just been able to regenerate themselves whenever they die which is weird and i haven't really been enjoying that it's it's like really they just die every issue and then come back from a little yeah that's not
0: fun
1: yeah take some of the where's
0: uh, the drama
1: take some of the drama out. that's right anyway venom did you Venom read Venom number
0: twenty six, yes. so I did not read Venom.
1: I actually didn't get to Venom this week either, but that uh, has been plugging along. It is uh, as something that's been going, and then also is coming out of the Death of the Venomverse mm-hmm. storyline. I'm gonna get to these because I've heard a lot of really good things about them. Yeah. I'm just still catching up.
0: Venom's and a really so... cool character to me, but I just like when I I was like, oh Venom, but then I saw it was on twenty six, and I was like i'm not i can't do all that
1: so maybe maybe we are right here proving some of marvel's wisdom in rebooting all of their series to one all the time but we'll see
0: and then we have amazing spider-man which is now on number 35
1: yeah and this is amazing 30 spider-man 35 is an issue where something happens oh like this is an issue that we were warned about spider-man does something and then everybody's angry at him for a long time Mm and so
0: yeah interesting so
1: so spider-man 35 something happens we don't want to talk about that one but if you've been waiting for this issue for a long time you're you've got you got to get out and get to your app and get reading because this is uh
0: it's happening
1: this this is exactly this is not a drill this is when it all starts all of the stuff the internet was so angry about so
0: okay and then lastly we have wolverine number 38
1: classic one of the longest running books in the uh, in the current Marvel canon, uh, this has got a guest star appearance by Captain America. Mm-hmm. So all sorts well, of fun there. He's in all
0: sorts of wolf stuff this, this week.
1: He is. Wolverine is not
0: a wolf. Okay, close enough.
1: <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna say no on that. But anyways, so those are the new books for this week. Some good stuff. I I enjoyed these. Um, starting to catch up a little bit. You know, mostly I've been reading like daredevil and moon knight stuff previously Mm -hmm. in the app i hadn't gotten around to a lot of other stuff so i'm way behind a lot of these really enjoying starting to catch up uh there are a lot of there's a lot of fun books in the in the marvel world right now so what did we have for jumping on points
0: jumping on points are our first issues that we talked about which were captain marvel cap wolf and the howling commandos and the superior spider-man
1: yep and really i didn't see any place else that was a great jumping on point, yeah uh outside of kind of like we talked about star wars dark uh, dark droids mm-hmm. where you could sort of jump still on the moving train if you yeah. wanted because it is in the middle and it do might be now do before it. it's too late exactly now you've got 14 books if you wait till next week you've got 16 books it just gets worse so anyway how about bingeable what do we got uh maybe that are, are ending or have some complete storylines
0: So, we have Spider-Man India, which we talked about, and then Avengers, uh, which ended its first story arc, um, that my dad talked about. So, those two are both, like, Avengers isn't completely finished, but the first story arc is ending, so if you want that story, then you could read it and understand what's happening. Yep. And Spider-Man India is, like, five issues, I believe, um and it's a really good story so if you and it's really easy to get through and read and understand so
1: and would you think yeah. that is like they did a good job of telling a complete story is there anything where you're like still you have uh it wasn't in a cliffhanger at the end or whatever it's right now sort of tied up essentially as the story goes yeah he
0: yeah. like resolved all his conflicts so right. i think i good think it's good
1: and then uh the other thing just a quick note about that whole lost in time thing. It's weird to me that we've got a Magneto series set back in the in, in comic time in the 80s, Silver Surfer set in the 90s, and then they also put in the Daredevil facsimile issue, number 183, uh, from back in Frank Miller's classic first Daredevil run. Uh, this was actually published in 1982, and the one weird thing about it is because they published the facsimile. It has all the ad pages and all the other stuff. That's
0: kinda cool actually. It's a complete
1: though. comic, which is something I've I know that if they were all in there I'd be irritated about having to go through the ad pages. Mm-hmm. But I also miss them. I almost yeah. wish there was a toggle where I could turn on ad pages where I wanted to when I wanted to get nostalgic yeah. about like bubblegum ads and stuff like this and a way to turn them off when I didn't want them. But if you read the the Daredevil one eighty three, it actually does have all of the other sort of metadata that's normally in a comic book, the the ads and, and the house ads and all the other stuff, which which is very different from what we get with the, the regular ones where, of course, they strip all that out. Um, one of the things I really miss is the fact that they don't even have the letter pages in a lot of these books. And I, I wish that there were letter pages. So what, that? what does that mean? Oh, my God. So... If we go here, in the in the back of all old comic books.
0: No, that was at the end of um, Spider-Man India. They had one of those. They did
1: have one. Yeah. So there are some of them that yeah. put letter pages in. I was Most of the ones I'm seeing.
0: I was like, it looks like there's like people writing in.
1: Yeah. And they do have places for you to write in. Normally, though, they don't actually have that in the issues here. You get to the end and it's just the end of the issue. Let me see if they've started. Yeah,
0: there was another one in one of the Miles Morales ones. I don't think it was a letter, like letters from people, but it was like a description at the end, like a letter from the author kind of thing, which isn't in a lot of the other ones either.
1: Okay, cool. Well, maybe I'll start looking more for that. Maybe I know it's there are some. It's just better. Alrighty, I, I guess I guess we'll have to we'll have to assume that's probably what's going on. So, um. But yeah, so the, uh, you know, of course, if you're reading the Daredevil stuff, 183 and it is is in the regular Daredevil run, but, uh, but you can read a different one this way if you want. So as far as recommendations, let's go ahead and start with you with speak. What is your recommendation for this week?
0: I would recommend Spider-Man India because I've already said like everything I need to say about it, but if you love Spider-Man or have watched the Spider-Verse movies, um, you have to love him because he's absolutely adorable. He's such a cutie patootie, and he's got a really good story in this. Um, and he's just—I just like Spider-Man in general. And if you like Spider-Man, you should like this. So yeah.
1: Excellent. I'm gonna go with uh, Star Wars Dark Droids. Actually, just kind of that whole idea of this big crossover. I had not read a lot of the recent Star Wars comics, and so you know. But I'm a I'm a Star Wars fan. Uh, have been a sci-fi fan my whole life so obviously i've I've watched most of the the star wars tv shows and and all of the movies and everything like that uh, i think these are really these are really kind of a a nice way to uh to enjoy some of those characters this is right in the classic original series timeline so you know c-3po is infected with the uh with the bad droid stuff and everything and and so it's it's all the the characters you love so it's well worth checking out it is it is definitely an investment in time if you haven't started yet because going back and catching up on all of them but like i said there's a checklist in every book that Mm -hmm. makes it easy to do yeah it's worth checking out all right and with that we are done for this week uh this episode Covered, essentially, the comics of the 14th to 20th, next week we will be looking at the books for January 21st to 27th. Uh, that should come out in your podcast feed somewhere around the 23rd, uh, Tuesday the 23rd of January.
0: And we'd love to hear from you. Email us at comicsovertime.com or find us on Instagram or Blue Sky at comics over time. Make sure to subscribe now in order to get our weekly look at what is new on the Marvel Unlimited app. You can find us anywhere fine podcasts are available, including iTunes, Google, Amazon, Spotify, and our hosting platform, Podbean.
1: Absolutely. Santa, has been a lot of fun.
0: Mm-hmm. As always.
1: We, yeah, See all you folks next week. Have fun reading comics.
0: Bye.